Welcome to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked Gentleman. I have two questions for you. What could they be? Are you ready to rock? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. More importantly, are you ready to roll? Yeah. Roll out of the way of some mech fire. Oh, yeah, fire mechs. I'm so excited mech is involved now. This is, uh, yes, what you're talking about is what happened last session, which was you guys are on knee. You originally went here to locate Project Dahlia to help Vale find uh, their sister and for you to help Quip find Query. During that time, you realize that Mezo, uh, Cody's former employee, I guess, or employer. Employee? Um, I was the big boss, huh? <laughs> and uh, was pulling dimensional versions of his wife from all different realities and as a result, uh, sort of untethering reality itself. Um, you managed to put a stop to that. And while celebrating in Kakinto, uh, Short Jack was going to be um, coronated as the new king of the city. Uh, however, there was an assassination attempt in a very suspicious full assault by the Fur Clan, Durin's former clan. You were able to stop the assassination attempt. However, they've brought in their big guns which is quite literally big guns it is a massive mech and it is now staring down at the group of you uh short jack has manifested a solarian weapon and it is you uh the three of you short jack jenny vale and the newly formed zelfus gelto before we jump into that combat however oh no Duran. yeah you are in deep space you are sort of on the outskirts of the system that the clans kind of fight in and you have followed the coordinates that were given to you from that community's leader to a very small moon base and you are currently undetected and just sort of hovering there in space watching this planet and you have seen a few ships land and you know that the ships that have come in have been from different factions interesting um are the scanners showing anything about the place at all um you can tell that it is completely uninhabited um it is a lifeless moon and uh there is there seems to be like one facility it's a very small moon completely unassuming but there is a, a, a like a base on that place and I wasn't given any details beyond just this location. The only thing that he said was that, like, this was sort of the truth you needed to understand why they were living together. Uh, all right, let's go in. Let's see. Let's see if we can figure out this shit. Yeah, you uh, bring your ship in and it takes a little bit of work uh, to remain undetected. And uh, but you're able to land sort of just outside of where this base is in a crater to keep your ship undiscovered. Thankfully, because of the nature of this group, this ship has uh, pretty useful cloaking and stealth abilities, so you're not picking up on any scanners, uh, and you touch down, and it is this sort of desolate, grayish brown, crater-filled moon, and in the distance you see a completely unassuming, uninspired, blackish-gray building. 
Okay. It's like one and a half stories. There's a looks like a small sort of like observation deck. You can see that the building has a, a fairly complex ventilation system on the top. Um, mm. For like, the the moon itself has no atmosphere, and it is actually quite a, a hostile environment, inhospitable. Um, but other than that, it's it's this building that really doesn't seem all that remarkable. Okay. Uh, but there are uh, three ships uh, sort of docked near the the nearby landing pads and once again you can tell that they are three ships of different clans okay um i'm gonna look through my scope and just kind of like just get a feel of the land and see what kind of who who's looking out from the building what kind of security are we looking at what's going on here there doesn't seem to be any security what the fuck there's like no guards stationed there's there's nothing there's no activity outside of the building okay what about the ships any security on the ships um, it, it doesn't look like it, and the ships themselves seem also fairly unremarkable. What the shit? All right. Um, they seem like like just grunt ships of of the discerning faction, or like the the different factions. So it's uh, right now. If you actually roll me an engineering check, sure, sure. Uh, Twenty three. Cool. Uh, so you know that right now there is a ship from the Fang Clan, the Tail Clan, and the Claw Clan. No Fur Clan. Interesting. All right, Dan. I'm gonna make a. I want to make my way over to the three ships first. This is kind of like a pre-planning thing, and I'm gonna use the charges that I haven't, I didn't end up using at the hospital. Okay. Place one on each of these. Great. For just in case, as like a backup. Yeah. Cool. Um, any security at all? Anyone even watching the ships while I'm doing this? Nothing. Does not look like it. Shit. All right, and I'll make my way over to the building then, as sneakily as possible. Great. How would you like to enter? What? This is. It's throwing me off. You're not making me make checks, Dane. It's very, it's more upsetting than rolling really bad. Um, I mean, the vent's the obvious route, but is there, is it just the vent in the front door? Is that my two options I'm seeing right now? It, it looks like it. There, there might be a, another like service entrance somewhere um, or a, another series of vents sort of like on ground level uh, yeah. that you might be able to squeeze into. But the, the two th- obvious ones are front door or uh, vent. I, I think I want to go through the service entrance. I, I don't I feel like venting is not the right call on this one. Uh, service entrance, if it, if there is one. OK, yeah. Give me a perception check. We'll do. Um, I got a 32. Yeah, you're able to find a uh, small what looks like shipping entrance uh, in the sense that it looks like you would attach like a cargo vessel to it yes. uh, to make like an airlock seal. So you are able to get to this. Uh, I need an engineering check because you do need to cycle the airlock for it to open. Okay. Okay. Um, I got a 33 on that. Perfect. Yeah. You're able to get to the control pad, uh, do a quick like plug in with your data pad and manage to, you hear the, the like large round door sort of like click and hiss as it slides open. And you have a couple seconds to like scurry in as it closes and begin cycling the airlock. And then the inner door uh, hisses and opens as well into the facility. Is there anyone here at all that, you, that I can see? Uh, give me a perception check. Okay. Um, I got a 25. You don't see anyone. However, you do see you're in a, uh, a large sort of like warehouse storeroom. And uh, across the way, you see that there is a room that has a light on and you can hear voices and sort of like occasional I wouldn't say laughter but larger exclamations okay let's make my way over to that sticking as subtly as possible 
I guess. Uh, sure. Give me a stealth check, please. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Okay. 30. Uh, yes. You're able to get over to this door as close as you want to get. You tell me what your plan is. I just want to listen. I just want to eavesdrop because I feel like this is probably the important thing that I'm here for. Whatever, Whatever's occurring in this place that seems to be uniting three clans, I want to listen in. Uh, you hear the voice of two men and a woman, and they're all sort of chatting idly. There isn't much of anything really being said. It's just kind of like people small talking, and huh. you hear the sounds of like clinking and metallic objects getting pushed around, and occasionally you hear like something slam on the table, and the voices exclaim and be like, oh, and then there's like a, a small little chuckle or a laugh or whatever. And then you hear another like shuffling of metal objects. Okay. Is there any computer system, anything like that nearby? Anything like this feels so nothing that an entire group of people died. It's so strange. Not really. Um, there's like, I'm sure you could find one in the facility somewhere, but you would have to like go looking for it right now. You're just in like a warehouse. And this seems to be sort of like uh, judging by the layout of what you can see so far. This looks like it might be like a staff room for whatever facility this is. Like it doesn't the, the way that the echoes are like voices are reverberating in the room. It doesn't sound like a very big room um, and it doesn't sound all that special. Um, okay. To set the scene a little bit more in terms of geography, there are these like stacks of crates and boxes. A lot of them have uh, like tarps or sheets thrown over them. So it's pretty obvious that this facility isn't in use. Whatever it used to be, whatever mm -hmm. it was, is not it anymore. This seems okay. to be a defunct, abandoned facility. There is a vent above the door or sort of yeah. like off to the to the left of the door. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any sort of like window or anything in here. All right, let's vent in. Let's do it. You got uh, okay. me, Dane. Let's vent in there and let's take a peek at what's actually going on. You get up to the vent and you're able to. It's just simply screwed in. There's no real difficulty here. Uh, give me another stealth check. I hate how easy this is. I fucking hate how easy this is. Another dirty 30. Great. You're able to slide in silently to the vent and you scramble in and it takes a second to find a another vent that looks down into the room and inside you see three people sitting at a round like particle board table in the center there are cred sticks gems various ancient currency of gold and silver and platinum sitting in the table or the center of the table and you see three people one is a tall slender older Yosoki adorned in a thick rich velvet robe uh, a crown of gold misshapen gold sits on top of his head uh, encrusted with a smattering of gems and jewels that are obviously from different sources and not originally part of this makeshift crown uh, his tail wraps up and over his chair, which he holds in his lap, and it's been artificially lengthened by these synthetic polymer extenders. They click and hum as his tail lashes about on top of the chair, occasionally uh, hitting the sides of, of it, making a almost rhythmic beat. You recognize this as King Varel, the 
supposedly assassinated ruler of the tail clan. He was the one that was killed during an assault that puts you on the mission to kill Prince Yashmu and his son. He was killed years ago, but this guy looks exactly like him to the point where you are almost positive that it is him. There's a stout woman dressed in a silk kimono. She has these long eyelashes that feather out at its end into these sort of like purple frills. She wears these elegant gloves that go up to her elbow, uh, and then they have this ornate mithril frame. Uh, almost like an exoskeleton along the outside that wrap along her fingers up into these long, shimmering, uh, like six inch long claws that she is like scraping the table with. You can see a, a divot where she has just been wandering her hand back and forth, carving a hole in this table. And you know that as the leader of the Claw Clan. And finally, there is a large, muscular male Yosoki. He's bigger than any Yosoki you've ever seen, both in muscular uh, mm -hmm. and just sheer size. But he is half, I would say generously, half flesh and blood. The rest are cobbled together machine parts. Some arcane, some... Uh, technological. His arm occasionally releases this hiss and plume of steam from the arcane circuitry that runs through it. Uh, he has these large uh, tusks at the bottom of his mouth uh, that come up and almost pierce through his top jaw. Obviously, again, from another creature, not of Yasoki. Um, his two front fangs have been sharpened and filed down into a singular point and his right or left side of his face is completely made of uh, chrome, polished to a shine, and his eye is replaced with a single floating red orb. And you certainly know this yeah. as War Chief Granin, the leader of the Fang Clan. And they are playing a game that you recognize. It's a, it's a fairly popular Yusoki game. They're playing a card game called Broken Bounties that every now and then they'll... They're holding like these holographic blue slates and they'll slam it down and a, a pitcher will appear and project out of it and they will all react as one of them will reach into the treasure pot in the middle and pull it back, adding to their hoard in front of them. Everyone roll for initiative, please. I'm too upset right now, Dan. Give me a second. <laughs> Us? As in... Yes, you guys are fighting a mech. Well, good thing I, I'm probably... My head's probably lost in the past because I rolled a nat one. <laughs> I thought you were going to get us to play these guys and beat the shit out of Durn. Nope. Um, that's going to be 20. And I got a 13. Merrick, you go first. The room that you're currently in, the uh, ceremonial hall of Kakinto, has been absolutely trashed. Tables have been flipped. Uh, there are bodies strewn about, uh, both of civilians and of the Fur Clan assassins. Um, there's uh, blood splattered on the marble floors and walls and pillars. Carnage has ensued all over. You hear uh, gunfire and explosions further within the city. Shortjack stands beside you uh, with his Solarian weapon manifested, and he looks back at the three of you and says, Vale, uh, Selfish, I don't know if you're able to fight, but... Uh, Vale, Zelfus, Jenny, 
I need you to get out into the city. Protect anyone you can. Don't worry about fighting. Just, just save who you can. Get them to safety and make sure no one else gets hurt. We'll take care of this thing. And for a second, Vale, Jenny, and Zelfis all sort of look at the three of you for confirmation. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the nod. Yeah, we totally got this. The trick short jack is this, with more conviction when you make commands. More conviction. Diaphragm it. Diaphragm it. He looks back to the, the other three and says, Go! Now! And uh, Zelfis flops down into a, a shallow puddle and just says, All right, hold on! And he wraps himself around Vale and Jenny and launches himself uh, forward in a like tidal wave-like wave uh, that goes out through the doors and down into the city. Merrick, it is your turn. All right, George Jack. Let's prove who we are and who you are. Let's save your kingdom. Uh, how far away is the mech? Uh, I'll like, say it's about 20 feet away. 20 feet? Okay. Move up. Photon mode. Just going to make the first attack here. I'm assuming Heat's going to take an attack of opportunity. Absolutely. This is a huge creature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. That will not do it. Okay. Uh, he brings down this giant curved sword uh, straight down at you, but his move is so telegraphed. It, the windup is so slow that you're able to just give a it's like just a sidestep as it crashes down and cracks and splinters the marble floor. That's going to be a 33 to hit. Yes, that will do it. Uh, 33 points of damage. Um, you drive your blade. Where are you hitting it? Uh, I guess legs at this point. We're trying to bring it down. So Merrick's just trying to go for joints, trying to weaken armor plating. So bullets work better. He's just trying to get the initial strike in. Yeah. You uh, bury your blade into the joint where the, like, essentially where the knee would be. Um, and you find a surprising amount of resistance. And you can tell that your attack was not nearly as effective as you were hoping it to be. Right. Cody, it's your turn. So, like, do we have any plan for this thing, guys? Kill it, as we've oh. killed things before. Okay. Like do. That's straightforward enough. Uh, I'm going to... Can I see any particular like weapons on this thing? Can I perception check to see just it's kind of like armament? I mean, you don't need to. It's very fucking obvious. He's got two rocket launchers mm. uh, or missile launchers on each shoulder that seem to be it's like one of those like double row ones. So there's like three missiles. So six per one or per uh, armament. Um, he's got a large Gatling gun in one hand and then a big curved uh, sword in the other. Okay. Um if you want to discern I'm, more information, it has to be an engineering check. Yeah, I don't have that. For okay, some reason, I'm I going have to D two oh nine in my head right now. I don't know what that is yeah, from Robocop. Uh, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to just move in and attack then the other leg. It is getting another attack of opportunity. Can it do that? Don't, don't worry, Eight. Cody. Missiles can't hit you if you're at its feet. Sure can. Then I will acrobatics in instead. Okay, you can attempt it. That is a 25. That does not work. Uh, so, yes, it will take its attack of opportunity on you. Perfect. Come at me, bro. Ugh. Uh, that's only a 22. That's not going to do it. Um, it Once again, it like got its sword stuck in the ground, and it pulls it up with a shower of marble chunks, and then just does a wide sweep, and you're able to just easily duck under it. All right, swinging for this thing's other knee. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's a 33. That does hit. Uh, that is 28 bludgeoning and electrical. 
Um, once again, you take a big swing at this other thing's knee and you hit it and it hurts your fucking hands. The amount of sort of reverb that comes running down through the shaft of your weapon. Uh, you've done damage. You could see a solid dent in it, but it's not nearly as effective as you were as it should be. Uh, Durin. Yeah. It's your turn. Okay. Probably lost in thought as everyone starts fighting it, shaking off the memories as I am going to do a trick attack to hopefully set up my friends or maybe even sure Jack. That'd be fun. Uh, My stealth is a 29. That's not enough. Okay, cool. Just standard attack then as I try to get behind it. Sure. It has sensors that can detect me and I get a 26 versus EAC. And I'm not sure when I could have done this, but I wanted to switch over my, Fire my fire to electric electricity if that's cool. I'm not sure when that happens in the sure. order. Yeah, you, I'll say you could do it now. Sweet, sweet. So as I rush in, swap it over to that. I rolled a 27 to hit. Uh, 27 hits. Sweet. As I mean, not great. Just 10 points of electricity damage. Um. Well, you think you've done a little bit more than that as you see electricity Ooh. course through the circuits. Uh, you see sort of like an extra plume of smoke through some of the joints. Now it is its turn to go, and uh, you see a small little laser pop out from the side of its head, and it begins turning its head really quickly, and it designates the three of you and Short Jack. It like kind of paints you with this laser, and then you hear the Gatling gun begin to spin up, uh, and it's going to take a attack on all four of you. Be my guest. How are we all doing on health right don't now. be my guest um so the first hit is going to hit short jack short jack no oh my god if he dies here i'll be so sad next one i'm just gonna go down in initiative roll or order uh that is a 31 to hit you merrick kac that will do it that is a natural 20 on cody <laughs> fuck yeah Ooh. and that is a 29 to hit kac yeah. Duran. okay yeah that's fine that all does it so it's hitting all of you. One more than others, it would seem. Where the fuck are my D10s? Are there? <laughs> I hate that you used plural. Do you want to roll some D1s? Everyone takes 24 points of damage. Okay. Uh, and hold on, let me do crit damage for you, Cody. You're going to take an additional uh, 25 points of damage for the crit. So 49 points of damage total? Yes. Fuck yeah. Um, you see Short Jack get hit. He tries to put his Solarian weapon up and it breaks. It shatters uh, through his defense um, and he takes a big hit and he goes like tumbling a little bit. Uh, he gets back up, holds out his hand and forms it again. He just says, uh, Merrick, that's not supposed to happen, right? Yeah, it happens sometimes, probably. You'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Show us some valor. Cody's like looking at Durin. He's like, do you have any idea how to? And then just goes like, like shredded. Cody, no. He's actually doing like a big whirlwind, like sword attack. Oh, I thought it was your the Gatling gun. You said. Uh, like, nope, it's spinning up. Oh, even. Oh, wow, good. Wonderful. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, he does this big sort of like 360 swipe. Uh, now it's Short Jack's turn. I wonder what level we're considering Short Jack right now. Uh, hopefully level 20. He, he's your guy's level. Okay, cool. cool. Short Jack does 20 points of damage. 
Um, he runs in and with a uh, powerful like hop, he tries to smash the, the like laser that's currently like pointing at all of you and just like whipping around and like painting you guys. But uh, he doesn't manage. He hits it, but he doesn't manage to break it. Uh, and then he lands behind it and rolls beside you, Durin. Uh, I just kind of like give him that nod. Like you're right. Uh, he says, "Yeah, I'm still in the fight." It is Merrick's turn. All right. Uh, there's, there's no way. You can't flank something this big, right? Oh, uh, you yeah. can. Is there any way for me to get into a flanking position without provoking an attack of opportunity? I mean, Cody said he went the other leg. You could try to acrobatics, but right now you guys are like on either side of it or like on either leg. So you're both at the front. You could try to get to the side, but it's big enough that you would have to take like a movement action. You couldn't guarded step to the side. Cool. Then I will just attack uh, twice. Okay. Um, first one is going to be a 30, 31. Yeah, that hits. The second one is going to be not good. The second one's going to be a miss. It's going to be a 21. Uh, 21 does not hit, but the 31 does. Sorry, how much did, did you roll damage on that yet? No, not yet. Okay. 35 points of damage. Perfect. Uh, once again, uh, you hit that resistance from the armor plating, and uh, you can feel your Solarian weapon beginning to like burn through it. There's like a shower of sparks as it hits this this plating. You're making progress on it. It is Cody's turn. Did you five foot Merrick? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, I'm gonna five foot just like to the left, like because tr- I assume I'm left leg for some reason. Just as like heading towards the flank. Actually, okay, no, I'm right. not, because that's a move action. Uh, move action, I'm going to activate enhanced resistance, and I'm going to choose slashing damage. Cool. And then I'm just going to attack. It's a 31. Uh, that'll do it, yeah. Uh, that is going to be 32 points of damage. Perfect. And once again, I will say the resistance and the vulnerability cancel each other out, and you do full damage there. Cool. Great. Then it is Stern's turn. I'm going to look at Short Jack, who's near me now, and be like, I'm going to set you up. You take advantage of it as I move in to try to do another setup and strike. Uh, stealth, I have a 32. That does it. Shit, yes. Okay. And then I just have to beat a DC 15, which I just do to uh, use my harrowing fire okay. to set up short jacks. So that way he gets my trick attack damage. Or I guess whoever hits it next gets its trick attack damage. But. He's next cool. in turn order. You begin just like laying down covering fire. I imagine you're like strafing through the mm-hmm. room as you do it away from short Jack. Um, and the mech sort of like its head snaps to you and just begins tracking you. It's its turn and it is going to Merrick and Cody. Your guys, you guys are at the front of it. You see its knee plating open up and these uh, rockets kind of like pop out thrusters and it shoots itself backwards. Uh, the two of you are going to have to give me reflex saves. Fucking wonderful. I got 10. Um, mine will be uh, 15. Okay. You both fail. You both take 22 points of fire damage as these uh, exhaust like thrusters just blast out a plume of uh, fire. And because you have failed your reflex saves, you don't get attacks of opportunities for... Uh, moving backwards as you guys are just getting fucking blasted with fire and smoke Um, and it goes shooting back almost crashing into short jack and then you hear uh, those missiles just begin (laughs) and everyone's gonna have to give me another reflex save please well this is me dad yeah, this What's is your, me, Dad. Oh, fucking no. nat 20. Let's go. At oh, least I'll take yeah, man. fucking half and still That's die. That's an eight. 
This is it uh, for us, Durin. Take short jack and run. I ain't leaving you behind. 27. I don't feel so good, Mr. Durin. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Mr. Durin, I don't feel so good. Dane figured out the one way to beat us is make us do like three boss fights in a single day of in the game. <laughs> game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that Constant works. boss fights. Durin, you don't take any damage. You're able to nimbly dodge through these rockets, uh, sliding under tables, ducking behind cover of the pillars, uh, using anything and everything as a way to protect yourself. Cody, you're only taking half damage, uh, so that's going to be 25 points of damage. And Merrick, you're taking the full brunt of it, which is 50 points of fire damage. Okay, is there a um, massive damage automatically die rule? No. Okay, I'm knocked down. Yeah, Cody uh, just gets blasted, takes a step back, and then a missile comes, and he tries to get out of the way. It just clips him on the shoulder, and he goes down hard and doesn't get back up. This is great. Short Jack, survive. Okay. Uh, Merrick, Cody are down. Durin, you're still going. You look, and you see your two friends get obliterated by these rockets, and you are back in those vents. Damn it. Damn it, Dane. (laughs) And you hear the door to that room and it opens up and a floating disc carrying a morbidly obese Yosoki floats in Uh, Uh the lower half of this Yosoki seemingly crushed under the impossible weight of his upper body. His skin hangs loose around his jaw, and for a second, it's almost difficult to recognize who this is because he's not covered in a mound of pelts. But then you hear the voice, and you know that this is Elder Hiram, your Mm -hmm. faction's Mm -hmm. leader, as he takes his place at the table with the other three leaders, and he says... I see you wasted no time with the game. But now that I am here, let us play properly. And you see uh, War Chief Granin slide the treasure off to the side and places a small projector in the center, and it opens up a star map of your system and it is you've seen it before it's it's a tack map of mm-hmm. the current situation in the civil war the grandmother rat wars and it's everyone's position you usually see your side yeah. but this reveals everyone's position all of the factions are laid out and granin leans forward and says i'm here to win this time I've taken so many losses, it's it's loss after loss after loss, and I'm done. So let's get playing. And he begins dealing out cards. I'm so mad. I know what you're I know what's happening. I'm so mad, Dane. Holy shit. King Varel says, Shut your mouth, Granin. I gave up my son and my grandson. My heirs, you've lost nothing. Now I have, you know how long it's going to take to make another heir as strong as Yashmu? Come on. And Elder Hiram struggles to pick up his hand and says, What are your wagers? And Granin puts down a card and says, I've got 
A civilian hospital. Filled. Right now from the last attack. And he slides his card forward. And King Varel says, There is a group of refugees that are holed up in a small cave near our territory. They should suffice. And he slides his card forward. And uh, Lady Yashmao, who is the, the small stout one with the with the claws, uh, looks through her hand and says, I fold. And she places the cards down and slides them forward. And Elder Hiram uh, leans forward and says, I put forward my prominent inquisitor, Durin. And he puts his card down and slides it forward. Merrick, it's your turn. Death saving throw. Uh, you can use resolve if you have it to just get oh. back in the fight. I will. How many points is it just one point, or it's a quarter of the maximum? Or yeah, quarter of maximum resolve. Okay. I believe you have to stabilize and then use it. Uh, is it stabilize first? No, I don't think you have to roll. You just spend your resolve oh. to stabilize, and then your next turn you spend resolve to stay in the fight. So two to stabilize, and then another two to stand up next round. Yeah. No, another one to stand up next. Okay. And that is it for me. Okay, great. Um, so you are stable. You see uh, Merrick struggling for a second, Durin, but then you see his breath sort of regulate a little bit, and you know he is he's not getting any worse. Okay, okay. Cody, it's your turn. Are we rounding up or down for one quarter of your resolve? Uh, we round down. Perfect. I will spend two resolve to stabilize, I guess. Okay. Durin, your uh, turn. Oh, I have to, I have to channel. I have to. I am going to. God, I'm like Terry's actually angry for Durin right now <laughs> with that shit you're throwing at me. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to focus on that anger um, at, at all of this, at everything, and turn that into some beautiful healing energy. You feel that anger inside mm-hmm. you, and your you can feel that wound once again, the knife wound that you suffered. Uh, you can feel it pulse with with heat. And, and rage and pain and it almost overcomes you and then once again you hear a voice and it says this isn't how it works it is not anger Durin, it is love do not succumb to the past protect the future I will try to center myself then, that voice is important to Durin, try to dissolve the anger away and focus on what actually matters in the moment. Um, while you're doing this, can you give me a will save? 12? Uh, okay. You sure you wanted to do that? <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, continue <laughs> on. Um, and then I use my channel to heal you both for 30. Damn, alright. Alright, so you guys are both back in the fight. You ain't dying here. <gasps> oh my, oh my god. The mech does another quick scan <laughs> around the room. Uh, sees that Cody and Merrick are down, and it, with its Gatling gun now spun up, begins uh, unloading on Short Jack. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was just about to put you down again, and I would have been like, oh, cool. Don't worry. <laughs> we had will. a nice moment, but I guess that doesn't matter. This time, as this torrent of bullets go shooting towards Short Jack, he doesn't flinch, and begins swiping his sword he closes his eyes and parries every single one of them because the mech rolled a nat one I taught him that (laughs) nice job short jack (coughs) as I'm like coughing up blood 
uh, the robot head snaps to you, Cody. <laughs> uh, it's Short Jack's turn. Oh, no. Uh, that's going to be enough. Uh, Short Jack does 17 points of damage. Short Jack, is there a way to take this thing out? You know machines and stuff? Uh, you know what? Yeah, he'll do an engineering check. Get that harrowing fire. Oh, yeah, he gets your trick attack damage, right? So roll roll your trick attack damage for him. No, no, you roll it. 5d8s, please. Okay. 8d8s. He gets to roll it. Uh, he does an additional 31 points of damage. Hell yeah. As he's deflected all of these bullets, you can see that the energy of those bullets has, like, emboldened his sword and it's glowing brighter and he runs once again jumps up and he does a swipe but he doesn't connect instead he launches all of those bullets back at the mech and just like (laughs) riddle it with solarian energy and you can see it like take a couple steps back and have to like brace himself brace itself against its uh short jack's attack it is merrick's turn wasn't Short Jack doing a check as well? Oh, yes. Uh, he succeeds. Uh, he says, it looks like it's got uh, a pretty strong carbon polymer plating. Um, so any physical attacks are going to get negated or at least severely reduced. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this is this is an old, old model, but it has what we called like, like a hardware acceleration protocol. So uh, any moment now, I think we've done enough damage to it that it's it's gonna go haywire. Like, like good, good haywire or bad haywire? Bad haywire. It's essentially gonna get haste. What? This. this it's gonna sucks. get worse. <laughs> okay, I should probably heal up then and drink a potion. Uh, and yes, Merrick, it's your turn. I'm gonna drink a Selim of Hearing Mark Three. Okay. Not Sixty-eights. Wow, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'll just do that math. You can move mosey on. Okay, Cody, it's your turn. Uh, I guess I'll move in a little bit also. Sorry to interrupt. Not like to be right next to it, but to at least be closer after being pushed back. Okay. Yeah, I guess I will also do that. <laughs> like move in or get a healing potion. Okay, cool. Are, are you guys moving into threatened range? Like, is it getting attack for opportunity or are you guys no. staying outside of the it's threatened range? Outside staying of the threatened threat range. Threat range. Okay, great. Uh, Durin, it is your turn. All right. Uh, how's everyone healed wise? I know everyone's healing up. Everyone's kind of okay, but like, I'm just doing a quick check in. Uh, I'm at max health. Okay, cool. I'm going to be at 57. 57? Okay. Yeah. Right, so is that a good max, spot for but... you, but not great? Hey, or... nothing's great right now. <laughs> sweet, sweet. All right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe we get to use a new ability. Let's see. Um, yeah, I want to do another trick attack, of course. Okay. It's my bread and butter, and I got a 31. Uh, yep, that succeeds. Fantastic. Um, all right, let's get my attack off. 13. Uh, not enough. Uh, you get under a table and you are lining up a perfect shot. It's a beautiful, beautiful shot. You know it's going to, to strike true. You hear a crunch from above you and a giant chunk of the ceiling lands right in front of you, blocking your shot, uh, okay, nearly uh- crushing you. Cool. <laughs> Uh, it is the mech. It is the mech's turn. It is going to. You hear a bunch of vents and like sort of uh, like slots open up on this thing, and you hear a, a massive like as it releases a shit ton of steam, and then all those vents begin like glowing, and you hear like. And you see this thing like sparks begin like shooting, and it begins sort of like shaking and like vibrating, and you can tell that. 
what Trojak just warned you about is happening. It's going to go after you, Merrick. Actually, no, it, it clocked Cody last time. It's going to have to go after Cody. Uh, so it, you see those like vents or the, the rocket thrusters at its knees uh, slide back into its knee, and then it pops out through the back, and it rocket launches itself towards you, uh, and it's going to make a full attack. Love it. Uh, that's a 28 KAC. Nope. Damn. Uh, that is another 28 KAC. I just hit both of them out of the way with my hammer. Uh, yeah, you guys are like clanging swords and uh, hammers, and uh, it just it's like just like keeps swinging, and you are just like uh, like breathlessly uh, swatting them out of the air. Merrick, or no, Shortjekster. Um, he hits the ground hard after he sends this uh, like barrage of bullets in his last attack, and uh, you can see him on the ground just like panting. Uh, he holds his ribs from where he got slashed and looks down and sees all the blood, and is this turn he he does nothing. Because he rolled a two. Oh no. It is Merrick's turn. So this thing went after Cody. Am I able to go behind it to flank it if it went directly at him? Uh, you can. It will get an attack of opportunity just because of its size. Yeah, well, I was going to take that in either way by moving in. So yeah, let's rock and roll. Okay. Uh, that is a 30 something. Yeah, that hits. Okay. <laughs> Math is hard. That is 20 points of slashing damage. All right, but I'm going to make an attack. As you scoop behind it, it throws its uh, sword arm back and just manages to slash down your back as you get around behind it. My turn. Uh, So you're not flanking yet because it has reach. So Cody isn't threatening it yet, Um, but you are in position to flank. That's a 19 on the dice. Yes, that'll do it. Wait, unless you're... Is your to hit four? Uh, No, it's not. (laughs) Okay, well, then you're good. 33 points of damage. Uh, with this hit, you take off a huge chunk of the plating on its back. You can see that Shortjack was right. This thing's old. It's been well maintained, but like you see the circuitry and shit in the back of it. And it's this thing is not a, a new construct. And it's it's on its sort of like last throws. We'll take each other out then, you damn machine. Uh, Cody, it is your turn. Swift action. I answer a rage. I forgot that you could do that. <laughs> yeah. So Hell for yeah, the man. next nine rounds, I'm rage- enraged. I'm going to five foot in and I'm just going to say, stop hurting my friends. And I'm going to smack him with my hammer. You'd have to make a full move action to, to move in because he's got 15 foot range or reach. Okay, sure. Okay. It's going to take his acrobatics in then because why okay. not? That's pretty good. Uh, but it, will it be enough? That's a 34. You miss it by one. God damn. Well, I think I've used my thing. So. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, you, you miss it by one. Cool. Uh, so, yes, it's going to roll its attack. God damn it. Uh, that's a 25. Okay. Yeah. I step in and just like barely move, like just move my head as it like swipes past me. And then I'm going to hit it as far as I can with my hammer. All right. I like that. We're flanking now, right? You are now flanking. Yes. Perfect. It's a 31. Uh, yeah, that hits. With authority. So that's 30 points of damage. But now that I've hit you three times, I ignore four points of your energy resistance or damage resistance. Ooh. Okay, so then I'll just give you an extra four points because you're like, you're negating, you know what I mean? So I'll just add four points of damage to it. So give me that total. 34 points of damage. How do you hit it? This time I'm hitting it just like square in the chest. Yeah, and you... First, you hit a huge dent into it, like you bury your hammer into it, um, and you feel that you've 
like done a real good hit and then you pull your hammer back and you take its whole like chest carapace off kind of like removing the bumper of a car uh it just comes off with your hammer yeah i just like fling it to the side until he's just like ah yeah turn. it's your turn oh man i've just i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing unfortunately um let's do that trick attack because everything I do is based off of it. I fail. I guarantee. I think I fail this uh, 28 on my stealth. Yeah, it does not work. Yeah, I figured as much. But I might as well get an attack off on it. Nat 20. Yes. Damn. Fuck yes. Yeah. We could have had our first crit, trit, trick attack. Oh, <laughs> man. How good crit would attack? that have been? I love it. I love to see it. And that's equally as upsetting. But not bad. All right. 17 points of electricity damage. As I'm trying to be stealthy, but it's just, you know, not as sneaky as I use. You see your shot land in a perfect spot. A lot of its armor has been stripped away from the attacks of Merrick, Cody, and Shortjack. Uh, and this does a lot of damage. More mm. than you think. Okay. Hey, I'll take it. And Shortjack powers himself up on, or actually, no, it's the it's the mech's go. Um, you can see this thing, like fucking like its arm is like dangling by wires the gatling gun is like and like sputtering um mm-hmm. you can see the missiles are trying to reload but they're just like sliding out instead of like actually finding a uh it's like uh purchase and it's going to attempt to do another 360 spin uh so this is going to be an attack on merrick cody and short check during you're far enough away Okay. That's a nat one on Merrick. That is a 31 on Cody. That'll do it. And uh, that will hit short check. Uh, Merrick, how do you dodge out of this? Merrick is like, he's been beaten and battered. So he's luring its movements. He's being patient. He's been hit a bunch. So he just sort of knows what's coming. So he just does a short hop. Uh, Short check got him. A short hop. (laughs) He starts low at you, trying to take your feet out. You manage to hop over it. um, But then uh, starts because of its like the arm being all fucking wank, like janky and like dangling off by, yeah, I was about to say wanky. Wanky, Um, yeah. Uh, you so can see, like it's it's that, trajectory. That, that movement surprises me. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it, you can tell its trajectory gets all fucked up, and it begins not swinging, but just sort of like almost like a hose being let loose at full blast. Well, uh, Cody's and- literally <laughs> just standing there, like arms to the sides, like ah, like he doesn't even know this attack's going. Uh, so the two of you are taking uh, seventeen points of slashing damage. Hey, you'll know this. Less than half of that goes through. Um, Doesn't that feel good to say? Doesn't it it does feel feel good to say? As you see, like the little, like weird, like I think, like his armor, like when I did my thing, just refocuses into like more like angular planes. So instead of like catching purchase, it like glances off more. You see, as uh, Shortjack tries to get up to his feet, he slips and falls, and he doesn't move for a second as blood begins pooling out underneath him. Oh, dude. Okay. But then you hear him cough and he spits out some blood and you see him raise two fingers in a snapping motion. And he snaps yes. his fingers and a shower of sparks comes from them, but nothing else happens. And then he tries again and again and you see him glowing brighter and brighter every time. Um, and he is readying an action. Yes! Merrick is <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs. Merrick, it's your turn. 
I raise my hand with a snapping motion, and I snap my fingers. Add uh, 4d6 to this solar flare. Uh, what level are we? Nine. <laughs> uh, 49 points of fire damage as Merrick raises it, feeling Short Jack's passion. And above this robot in the sky, a solar flare pair appears on top of its head. Uh, and you see, as you snap your finger, Short Jack finally gets it, and he snaps his. And a smaller solar flare <laughs> appears within it, and there is a moment where it is just the room fills with light. And uh, Durin, Cody, you feel the heat. And it's been a long time that you've been traveling with Merrick. And despite the fact that you were in a desert, this is the first time you understand what he means when he talks about the unbearable heat of the desert sun. As the room just fills with solar energy and you hear the sounds of machinery failing, you hear the sounds of metal parts hitting the ground and when the light fades all you see is a pile of scrap metal and a scorched charred body of a soki on the ground does it look familiar dane it doesn't okay is it alive all right nope Um, short jack great job high five I'm just smashing up the the parts of the mech, like like ah, ah, ah. Uh, You can tell Short Jack is fucked up. He's like dragging himself on the ground. Uh, he is not well. He uh, like he gets like halfway over to you and then just rolls over and he's just like staring up at the the ceiling. Uh, and you can tell he's got a pretty gnarly wound uh, directly across his chest and it's bleeding profusely. I'm asking before I use another. Uh, oh, oh, I have a Mark III serum. Wait, that's adaptive serum. That's not it. That's not right. I have a Mark II healing serum, but he can there have... Stab <laughs> That's serum sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, great. What's What am I rolling for that? Uh, I believe it's... Wait, let me double check. It should be... It, you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's enough. He he just needs okay. a little bit of HP because uh, he's got like three left. Uh, so yes, he he stabilized. You see sort of like the serum begin to work. Uh, it begins sort of like the, the wound closes up a little bit and begins to scar over. Uh, and he just looks at you guys and he's like, is that what like every fight is like? Holy fuck. Every single time. Yeah, it's been getting that way for a bit. I hate good, this buddy. robot. I hate this robot. I hate this robot. <laughs> Cody, take five. Take a lap. Take a lap. I, this is probably about when nine rounds have run out. <laughs> Cody's like, oh, yeah. Oh, we won. In the city. Well, we haven't won yet. You can hear the sounds of combat fading. You can hear there's still a few gunshots uh, going off. The explosions have stopped. A lot of the screaming has stopped. Um, and you can tell that combat is winding down. And Durin. Yeah. You know, almost without a doubt at this point in time, that this wasn't just a full-scale assault. It was a last stand. Interesting. Okay. And you're pretty confident that this was most of the remaining Fur Clan. Interesting. If not all of them. Okay. You're back in the vent, and you are watching the four faction leaders wager their people in a game of uh, broken bounties. And 
you are now realizing that the entire civil war, the entire grandmother rat war is just the wagers won and lost in this game between the four leaders. It's very upsetting. You now realize why the leader of that community wanted you to see this Mm -hmm. and why he was rounding people up because all of these allegiances mean nothing. Your entire life up until this point has been the result of a game. Every life that you've taken, every bullet that you've shot has been orchestrated and the result of chance. What would you like to do? I would like to leave the vents and head over to the un- the one remaining unsabotaged ship. As you scurry back out of the vent and you back out and you drop down onto the crate that you were able to use to get up to it, you hear, wish you hadn't seen that, mate. As Dirk looks up at you from the ground, his gun pointed at you. Did you know? When you get to the station that I'm at, yeah, mate, I knew. You could have known as well, mate. And I'm going to give you this option. This has happened. Okay, yes, yes. Do you kill Dirk? No. How do you incapacitate him then? I want to be quiet right now. And shit, how do I make it? How do I make this happen so his gun doesn't go off? That's where I'm thinking about it. I would probably. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. This hat that you you told me this forever ago. And hopefully this gets used now. I happen to know that Dirk does carry certain rounds on his person. Yeah. Would I be able to rush him and attempt to inject it with one of those rounds that he happens to carry? Yep. That's what I would like to do, Dane. Give me a sleight of hand roll. What's the suspense? What's the round? I'm so curious. Man, I can't believe my brain did that. (laughs) It's the the poison round that he used to to kill all those people. Mm Mm-hmm. It would be a 27. I rolled a natural 20 on his perception check. Shit! You leap off the top of the crate and tackle him to the ground. His gun hits the ground and slides out of reach. Uh, you reach down where he keeps his ammunition. Mm-hmm. And you're able to open the pocket. And the special rounds, glowing green, slide out and scatter across the floor. And... Mm-hmm. As you guys are scrambling and trying to grab one of these rounds to both put into one another somehow, (laughs) you hit one of the shelves and it teeters for a second and a small toolbox resting on the edge of one of the crates falls and clangs to the ground, tools spilling everywhere, and you hear silence from the other room. And then you hear someone say, there's someone here. Who's there? And all of a sudden you hear panic and scurrying. You hear people picking up all that treasure. uh, And Mm -hmm. there's just a a scattering. You hear the sound of of like a teleportation device. And then you hear another one. And then you hear another one. What would you like to do with Dirk? If you would like to, you can continue try to incapacitate him. Um, If you hit him with this bullet, you will kill him. It is is a death sentence. So if that's what you want to do, you have another chance to get this bullet into him. Uh, You know that there is at least one person left in that room. Yeah. Grab around, rush over to the room, chuck it at the first person I see. It's Elder Hiram. Yeah. Cool. He's struggling to reach the button on his disc that would 
teleport him away as well. I will say throwing this bullet won't do it. It, it needs to pierce the skin. Can I rush and just jab him with it then? Abs- absolutely. Let's do that. Let's just do that. Uh, he's essentially helpless. He can't move. He can barely use his fucking disc. Mm-hmm. How do you kill the leader of the Fur Clan? Your former elder. What do you do? Just taking off my helmet and chucking at him in a way of distract or like to push him away from the button a little bit before jumping on him and just stabbing him with that round. And maybe the last thing he sees is his reflection in my helmet's mask. And you see the the green fluid empty through the tip of the bullet and it begins spiraling out throughout his flesh. You can see the fur uh, beginning to char and wilt. And you can see as the poison spreads through Elder Hiram's body, you see panic in his eyes and he looks at you. And he says, You are nothing. And then he dies. Hello, Space Jam Dane here to do the things. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Second, this week has been sponsored by Zencaster. I talked about it before, but Zencaster is the whole reason that you're hearing this show. Uh, we have dudes all over our lovely country. We have Ryan is across on the other end, the East Coast. Terry lives in another city. Niall and I are the only two people who live in the same city. It would be very difficult to do the show if it wasn't for something like Zencaster. It is a all-in-one podcasting studio where we can all just jump on. We record the show. We don't have to worry about backups or losing any progress because even with a slow connection, you've got crystal clear audio quality and backups that are saved on site. Zencaster makes it incredibly easy for us to get together, record the show. It is stress-free. It's worry-free. It makes the whole experience very easy. In fact, I'm recording this break in my studio, which is a closet, as you know. And then I'm going to literally walk into my living room where I edit the show and download the files all from there. I don't need to do any transferring. It's all right there. You can access them on any computer as long as you just log into your account. Using Zencaster is now super easy to record a podcast. Log in using any browser, start recording a high quality podcast episode right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure that you always have your recording in the highest quality, even if your connection is unstable. If you've ever thought of starting your own podcast and then realized that you need a bunch of tools and services and platforms, well, those days are over. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcasting platform. You can create your podcast all in one place and then distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com slash pricing and use our code NOQUEST and you'll get 30% off the first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Once again, that is Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code NOQUEST and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.
This episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Misty Mountain Gaming. They are your one-stop shop for all of your tabletop RPG needs. They've got dice, they've got accessories, they've got bags, they've got stickers and pins to rep your favorite classes. If you're a gambling type, they have mystery bags that get you uh, a bunch of dice, a bunch of goodies. You don't know what you're going to get, but it's always really fun to open. We got a bunch of them for uh, when we were at Fan Expo and visited their booth. Uh, and it's a really fun time to open up and see what you get. They always have rotating stock. They always have uh, limited edition dice, uh, themed dice. I know they have like some Halloween dice out right now that are really, really cool. So head on over to MistyMountainGaming.com. Check out what they want. And if you see anything that tickles your fancy, well, we've got an excellent, lovely little code that'll save you 10%. All you have to do is uh, type in NoQuest10 at checkout. Save yourself 10% off everything you buy from the store. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash NoQuestCast, or you can just head on over to our website noquestcast or you can just head on over to our website noquestcast.com and click the patreon link while you're there consider joining our discord we would love to have you it is an incredible community and it's always lovely to see uh, your faces and it's also a great time to get your theories in because things are gonna start getting solved anyway that'll do it for this week we will see you in two weeks time we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode 17.9 cycles ago us machines defeated the humans. Now, we're living the good life here in Droidston, Nanatoba. Morning, Gip. Morning, Gus. But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's what it's time to call Human Be Gone. Human Be Gone. Experts in ethical human relocation. <laughs> this job has everything. Danger. Whoa, sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming. And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best Betty rice bed. It's a dirty job, but some bot's got to do it. Oh. Human Be Gone, wherever you get your podcasts. The silence washes over Kakinto. The fighting is done. The Fur Clan defeated. Civilian casualties are minimal. The guards have done a fairly good job. And with the assistance of Vale, Jenny, and Zelfis, and you guys sort of taking a, a large brunt of their main assault force, uh, you guys were able to do a fairly good job protecting Kakinto. Of course, the initial surprise assault did take some people, and there is now a sort of somber silence as people gather the dead and bring them to the graveyard that you guys saw when you went for your walk. What would you like to do? I'm dealing with a lot right now, you boys. We'll help them collect the dead, ask Merlot how we could best pay respects, and if they need any help with anything immediately I'll, I'll leave Dern to process whatever he's processing and I'll just go off and help on my own or Cody can come help too no, no, no. yeah I'm gonna I'll, help. I'll come help it's it's not very much a I, I need a moment it's more so just like I'm distracted so I, I'd help of course yeah Dern as you're walking through the bodies of the Kakinto guards and citizens obviously are are troubling to see but it's the bodies of the fur clan that really holds your attention. The people you used to fight and die for until you learn the truth. And now the Fur Clan 
your guess is no longer exists. Or if it does, it's very, very small, minute even. Yeah, but yeah. the three of you join uh, Vale and Jenny and uh, Zelfus, who is set up sort of a small like clinic with uh, some of the Kikinto Arcanists and medics. Uh, he's helping them tend to the wounded and uh, you know help people, anyone who, who was injured during the assault. Um, Jenny is playing a little hymn for those who are just like need to be distracted. Um, she has a lot of young people with her and she's just sort of like entertaining them and keeping the kids sort of calm and, and collected and, and sort of in one place as the adults deal with the pandemonium. Uh, and Merlot approaches the three of you. Vale is the same, uh, like helping with reconstruction. Uh, they're sort of throwing pixels at walls and helping patch up the the damage that's been done. Um, you can see Quip is helping with uh, repairing some of the automatons to get them back up into working order so they can help with the reconstruction and efforts to to sort of deal with everything that's just happened. Query is standing by herself, kind of stunned, watching everything that's happening. And Amara is also sort of helping um, wherever she can. Uh, she doesn't really have a whole lot of her powers back. She's still very tired, very drained. Um, but the the little bits that she can muster, she is she's doing what she can. Uh, and Merlot approaches the three of you and says, I guess the four of you, Shortjack would be with you. Once again, you have protected our king. And our kingdom. Thank you. We are eternally grateful. It's what uh, anyone would do. Um, I'm glad the cat and people can now be at peace for at least the immediate future until the world ends. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? We need to send Merrick to like speech giving school or something. Oh my God. (laughs) Such a great motivational speaker. It's about honesty. That's what I was taught. Merlot nods solemnly and knowingly and says, I understand that the threat reaches far beyond our little home, and that is why I know that we cannot wait much longer to hold you here and and uh, celebrate you and mourn those that we've lost. So I understand if you can't stay to help with the efforts, but know that we will be okay. We will rebuild. We will mourn. We will not forget. Thank you. And he bows his head. I wish we could have saved more. I'm I'm so sorry for everyone you've lost. They will return to the lights in the sky, as we all do. It is a place of honor. It has beauty to darkness. That is how we view death. It is not something to be too sad about. We will mourn their loss and celebrate their light. Durin, did you... Did you know some of some of these people? They're nothing. I kind of reach out and pat them on the shoulder. I take it and just kind of lost in thought, I think. This was a big day. <laughs> a lot of memories too. It's been a it's been a rough moment. It's been a rough day. Yeah, let's help for a little bit longer, but let's get some sleep and then leave tomorrow. Merrick, we almost became death buddies. We almost became death buddies. I don't know what you believe in, but uh, I would have gone to a great desert in the sky, probably. Oh no! I Merlot just told me I'd go to a big light. Would your brother? Would your brother be there? Yeah, we'd probably fight for eternity. My that brother sounds like a lot of fun. No, no, nothing. About anything of my family's beliefs is fun. Darren, I promise you that right now. Do you guys have like a bad desert and a good desert for bad people and good people? Um, I think the good part is the part where the sun always shines and the bad part is where the sun doesn't shine. Because do you know how cold deserts get, Cody? Are you ready for a desert lesson? I thought deserts were hot. 
That's what you've always mm. been telling me. Yeah, at nighttime, they get very cold. This is so confusing. Why can't it just be like here where, oh, this is underground and icy and also hot. So it's also confusing. Places are weird. Places are weird. And we'll, I'm sure we'll find stranger places as we go on. But we didn't destroy this planet yet. So I like don't, don't subtly, have to subtly fist bump, boys. <laughs> yeah, subtle fist bump. <laughs> Just put the yet as I fist bump back. <laughs> you guys uh, begin helping as best you can. the The repair efforts are actually pretty quick. The automatons do a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, the arcanists are uh, pretty useful in terms of uh, getting things uh, repaired, and the things that like don't immediately get repaired gets replaced with like an illusion. Um, so that people can't see into other people's homes and stuff. So like it, they're temporary, but until things get fixed, uh, illusions are placed to sort of like fill holes and walls, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there's a small sort of like candlelight vigil uh, at the end of the night for those lost. And everyone heads back to the Derelio estate. If you guys want to do any stuff in Kakinto, I'm happy to say that like, you guys have rested and you are making your way back to the ship unless there's something you you really, really want to do here. Yeah, I want to talk to Short Jack. Yeah, sure. Because we don't know if he's coming with us or not yet. Yes. OK, so then if, if that's where you want to go, that is sort of like the last sort of business mm-hmm. that happens here. Uh, so we'll just we'll just get to that. Everyone is sort of packing up in the morning. Uh, everyone's getting their bags ready, uh, getting ready to leave Kakinto and make their way back up to Ni. Uh, the cannon have prepared a means of transport back to Cyrillus. And just as you are about to head out, uh, you see Shortjack coming down the stairs in his traveling clothes with his bag over his shoulder. Shortjack, what are you coming to say goodbye to us at the ship or? I'm just coming. Yes, I was hoping you'd say that, but I didn't want to ask because Merrick told me I shouldn't ask and yay. This is the decision you've made? I I didn't ask Americ, I told you. I'm proud. I've I've made both decisions. If if these people need a leader, and my family has the power to protect these people, well then like I have to protect them. And right now the biggest threat is out there. So it doesn't really do me any good to stay here and not help, because if we don't stop Whatever is happening, then this place is gone, and the cube is gone, and Go is gone, and everyone is gone. And what kind of ruler would I be if I didn't do everything in my power to protect my people? And most importantly, to protect my friends. It would be a waste of of those mech exploding skills you got. Yeah, I do kind of fuck up mechs, don't I? You really, like, first you crash a truck into an elephant, now you just exploded a mech by clicking your fingers. Merrick, you're a wonderful teacher. I do what I can. Well, once again, it's your decision to make. Short Jack, if you can live with it, carry it, then I am not one to say anything about it. Let's move on. All four of us and all our other friends who are also here, probably. I'm going to lean into Short Jack's ear and whisper, that's Merrick for he's really happy. Yeah, everyone, everyone's there. Um, or and as you guys are how leaving. Many of us? Nine of us? Nine of us now? There's a quip query. Vale, Amara, Zelfus, Jenny, Shortjack. <laughs> There's a lot of you. Uh, I mean, like, Vale and Amara are going to go their own way. Uh, Zelfus uh, sloshes over to you and says, Now, I understand if you wouldn't 
want me on board your ship, but I feel uh, partially responsible for everything that's happening. My assistance of Mezo has certainly made the situation worse, and it would be irresponsible of me not to take these steps and efforts in undoing the, the harm that I've done. If you are all on a mission to stop this, I would like to join. We would love to have you, Zelthus. Uh, everyone on this crew is either in search of something or trying to fight for redemption. Uh, we've all done things we're not proud of, like exploding a planet. We make up for it as we go. We're happy to have you on board. But maybe promise to do no evil science, okay? I promise all the science I do from here on out will be for good. Good, good enough for me. You can dip into morally gray. That's okay, but, you know, just... We're okay no with gray evil. science. Yeah, gray, gray science, science yeah, is yeah, fine, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. If they say it's all right, it's all right. We want you to push boundaries, but not not break them, all right? And if you do, ask first, you know? Yeah. yeah. Also, maybe don't go in the cryo bay. I don't know what it'll do to your whole goop. Yeah, I'm going to be very cautious about my whole situation until I can really run some tests and figure it out. So is this what you used to look like, Zelfis, or is this a whole new, a new kit and caboodle? No, I definitely wasn't liquid before. Okay. Do we need to bring your jar? I think I'm all right. I, okay. I lean over to Duran. I'm like, I sometimes like with, with cats, they like to feel comfort where you, if you hold them where their mother used to hold them. So maybe we bring the jar anyway. And then if Zelfus is ever sad, he can feel comfort by getting back in his, his birthing jar. I agree. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. That's a good plan. Yeah. Very considerate, Cody. That's an A+. Plus. Thank you. But don't put it in the cryo chamber. Okay. You guys uh, set out. The God, we have people, such a crew now. My God. People <laughs> of Kikinto all say goodbye to you. Uh, Merlo, you know, shares some private parting words for Short Jack. Um, and you guys make your way back to uh, Sassilis, uh, where Kathan is waiting for you with the persistence. We, we fast forward through the, 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 the fucking info dumping. I assume you guys just, <laughs> we don't have the time to, to do that. Yeah, uh, just the montage of us being like an evil woman with angel wings, but the angel wings are other people. Cody miming him and Merrick dying, Merrick getting critted twice, miming a, a rat coming out of Durin. And I look at Shurjack like, see, this is what it's like to be on this side of it, right? It's- yeah, so um, <laughs> Vale and Amara are going to be joining your ship uh, temporarily until you can get them back to their ship. Uh, Quip and Query will be joining you as well, and Zelfus has joined the crew. So you guys have a full house right now. As you guys are leaving, you can tell that Kathan has been sort of like tuning up the ship. Durin would usually do this kind of stuff, but he has been very busy, and Short Jack kind of like knows the passing workings of a spaceship. Uh, so things have been uh, running and working, but Kathan is sort of like extremely well-trained in all of this, and you can tell that like Everything is in pristine order and Quip is wandering around the ship as you guys uh, take off and make your way uh, back out through the atmosphere of knee and Quip looks around and it's just like, I mean, I don't really love the redesign, but I got to say you kept her in good working order. Um, and he's like just opening panels and like looking <laughs> at like the inner workings of stuff. And he's like looking around. You can tell that Catherine like this whole time has just been like polishing the ship and has got it sort of like back to quips, like perfectionist standards, which the ship hasn't been since you guys re redesigned okay. it. Duren's not doing that shit. No, yeah, yeah. No, fair. <laughs> and, and like, like I said, like it was always working order. It was always in good shape. It just wasn't sort of like 
pristine the way that this mm. is. But Catherine's uh, fastidiousness has has brought it up, and you can tell that Quip is like very impressed. Cody can't find anything because like things have been put away and weren't left where like they were like <laughs> yeah, just left. Things, are, things are actually in like cabinets. Yeah. Uh, how do we? How do we have coffee? Where the? Wait, we have. Kathy got rid of all the cups. Why would you do that? He just walks by and like mm-hmm. kind of like Fonzie style, like hits the ca- cabinet and like just opens up and you see like all your cups, <laughs> all like arranged, nice wow. and neat, like handles, handles to the left, uh, image facing out, like all like just perfect. As you guys are going through the asteroid belt that surrounds knee veil comes up to the cockpit and presses a cube or a prism once again on the uh, sort of like dashboard console and you feel like a hum overtake the ship and they say we need to be careful blood letters are still in the area so let's take it slow keep engines and systems low and we should be and before they get to finish their sentence a missile rocks the persistence almost taking people off of their feet as the whole ship shakes as three bloodletter ships crest out from behind asteroids and open fire on you and we are in starship combat you feel or you hear a, a hail attempt as uh, as one of the ships is trying to contact you um Duren, bring it up uh sure i was like staring a veil <laughs> did you did you use the wrong cube? They found us. I do not know how they did that. And there's a blood letter appears on the screen. A dude you've never seen before. He's just like a guy. Um, and he says, all right, guys, um, let's make this easy. All right. We'll just make it real easy. And uh, you guys pull over. We'll take a ship. Uh, and you guys just hang out with us. Okay. How's that sound? I'm going to kill you, your father, your father's father, everyone you've ever known, everyone you've ever cared about, and we'll annihilate your three ships, and we'll bring you all down in a hail of righteous fire. All right, so you're not going to pull over. This is not going to be it. Is his father on board? I whispered to Darren. I have no idea. I just, I don't, it's a Kassathan thing to threaten bloodlines. It's a big deal. Pretty sure weathers are very family-oriented, right? Yeah. I'm going to kill your uncle. Well, not, not Uncle Jerry. <laughs> is he on board? Um, you you see him. Is killing me. Oh, my God. see him reach over and just be like, hey, man, they're threatening Uncle Jerry. I don't like that. That's pretty fucked up. Anyway, look, we just take care of him. We disable the ship. Uh, we can't really take him because, like, almost everybody's off world right now. Um, ah, shit. I'm still open. All right. Can you, hey, guys, pretend you didn't hear that. And then he cuts the comm. Ah, this voice is everyone to battle positions. <laughs> uh, Merrick and engineering, right? Hold on, let me yeah, open yeah. Out. Let's divert some energy. All right, engineering check. Oh, nat twenty. Holy shit! Mm. Oh shit! You do crazy shit when it. You yeah, crazy. Right? Engines. You also divert power to. Uh, you increase the positioning DC by two. Your starship speed increases by two as well. So the uh, your DC, I think, is increasing by four. <laughs> Uh, and they have great. to be mine, right? I don't have to be there. Like, I have to be theirs, they have to be mine, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, great. Are you doing anything right now, Merrick, or are you waiting? No, I'm waiting. What does that look like, Dern? Like, how do you how do you divert the power? 
I press the button that says divert power. Like I just kind of like you know has little has little pips, so I just like lower the pips everywhere else and just like pump up the pips right into the right into the engines. You know, <laughs> I, I love, love that. Pips. That makes no tips. sense for when you fail later, but okay. <laughs> it doesn't, but you know, it, it's a it's touch a weird screen. It just doesn't recognize your finger. <laughs> it's a weird system. All right. Not all the pips mean the same thing. There are different pips yeah. everywhere. So right now, Cody, you have to give me a stunt or, or what maneuver you're going to do, and then we'll roll positioning checks. Sure. I'm going to... <laughs> so bait and switch is new and you added, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm fucking definitely going to bait and switch. Um, my attempt, because there's three of them, right? Yeah. Can you just read roughly what this does so people sure. know? You pull a risky maneuver while under fire, attempting to get an enemy ship to accidentally fire upon an ally. Uh, so I'm going to try to fly in between them and like move at the exact moment that they try to fire at us. Okay. Uh, I am going to take a bonus from the the duo node. Okay. And maybe a captain bonus? Sure. Uh, Cody, do good. <laughs> What does that give me? I believe it's going to be a plus two. Just let me double check. I think I hit it on the money. Uh, plus two. Amazing. So I got a 35, and basically I needed a 33. Yep. So you do it. Uh, if they hit you, uh, another ship is going to take half that damage. If they miss you, the ship's going to take full damage. Fuck yeah. Uh, they do have to get in position for it, because they're not going to fire if they don't get in position. Um, so let's do some positioning checks. Now, for positioning, is it just a flat roll and piloting, or do I also get my bonus from the ship? Uh, no, you get your bonus from the ship. Any, anything that's being added to your piloting ship. Okay. But I would I have to use the duo note a separate time? Yes. Yeah, this is a separate roll, so yeah. Okay. That is a 21. Uh, you do not get into position. Uh, the first ship doesn't get into position. That's a nat 1. <laughs> Uh, the next one might do it. That's a 26. Nope. Damn. Uh, so you like buzzing this fucking ship. Everyone just kind of like scrambles. They managed to get like the drop on you, but now everyone's kind of like split off and started is like circling back around asteroids and shit. Um, and now they're coming back around for another run. It is captain and engineering. What would you like to do? Wait, who's who's is anyone firing? Wait, we all nope. The chaos, everyone's behind, like, asteroids and shit. That's the thing, I'm not used to flying in these conditions, so, like, where okay, I assume okay, okay. I can turn and hit people, there's, like, an asteroid in the way. All right, I am going to use a resolve point to overpower, and some help from the captain would be fantastic. Okay, Duran, yep. I believe in you. Okay, thank you. Plus two. Pushing those pips to their maximum, in all accounts, just cranking up those meters, hitting that touchpad as hard as I can as I roll a 30, which succeeds the DC, and I send power to both the weapons and engines. Then it is time to do some stunts. I really like the idea of this uh, audacious gambit, so I think I'm going to do it again. Oh, wait, I cost an RP, right? Some of them do. They're like the rank yeah, 6 and rank 12 I've ones do. Didn't realize that. Blow it all. <laughs> yeah, because it says it costs one, so I will not do that one again. Uh, I'm going to evade. Okay. I just turn the, the ship into like a bower roll and try to like weave in and out of asteroids. I get a plus two from from the overpower, right? Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. I hit it on the money. I rolled a fucking three. So Hell like yeah. it's not really working. And then Duran like slams those pips up and that extra jolt just like kicks me into that spin and like lets me evade. So uh, yeah, great. You're you're now like 
barrel rolling while like uh, swerving in and out of asteroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me some positioning checks. Let's see if we can get some gunfire happening. Uh, this time I'm going to use the duo node. Okay. There we go. There we go. That's a 40. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, my highest was a 26. Nope. Okay. Uh, then your evade is doing a good job as the, they all just start sort of like trying to get a line on you. But as they're navigating the, the asteroids trying to catch up to you, uh, you manage to like lose them for a second. One of them hits the brakes and then you swipe up behind them. Uh, what arc would you like to fire on? Uh, I'm going to pick the middle ship that we were talking to before. Yep. Um, and I'm going to do like the, the side arc. Starboard or port? Starboard. Let's do port. Oh, Jenny's rolling an attack roll as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, treat any ones you roll as twos. Uh, that's a 23. Uh, that hits. Uh, she hits. Uh, what is she using? The cluster cannon or what's on the turret? Okay, perfect. Uh, she swings around and uh, uses the buster cannon to just unload on this fucking ship. It shreds the port uh, shield and you see your opening, Cody. Amazing. As I come in with the Gatling cannon and I roll 15 D4, adding an extra five because of Terry's uh, Hell yeah. Terry's divert power and do 40 damage to the hull. Shit, okay, it's <laughs> it's glitching like fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on. I need to roll... D100. Do you have the glitching sheet up? So you're rolling the uh, D100? Yeah, so I got 41. 41 is weapons array. Okay. Oh, and another 41. So it's, so it's double weapons from, array. So like it goes to the next stage. So it goes from glitching to something else. Sure. I think you have to roll for your, like, depending on which, uh, like. Uh, it's only it's only got one per attack. attack. So it's that one. Uh, so what's the next stage down after glitching? Malfunctioning. Uh, all checks for effective system minus four. No push actions for effective system. Power core damage affects all other systems of minus two. So that's so minus okay. four. Minus four. Uh, it's okay. crazy that I rolled two forty ones. That is actually insane. Back. Um, great. You see that one ship uh, just get absolutely fucking shredded by you, and you see the their like gun that's been spinning up uh, starts like sputtering and just like sh- sparks going everywhere, um, and it's also not looking very good either. Um, good job, Duran. <laughs> is he close enough to high five? No. <laughs> Uh, great. Uh, top of the round. Uh, just, a, just a long distance high five. Yeah. I want to just once again, just I'm going to just tear off the touchpad. Fuck this thing and start messing with the wires within <laughs> and just one. I'm sure Catherine's upset about this. And just <laughs> Catherine and Quip are both standing in the doorway of the bridge. Just being like, oh, my God, <laughs> Captain Cody's like, yes, yes, Stern. I, I could use some motivation. All right, I was going to call them names, but I believe I can help my friends. Oh, no, I, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'm, we can do this. Plus two. You sure? You sure? You can yeah, you got it, right, baby. You got right, it. Right. Uh, I succeed. So once again, the three uh, the three that matter, engines, weapons, and I guess shields, but, you know. Uh, great. Yeah, uh, shields don't need any love right now. You yeah. haven't been hit, but we'll do it's weapons and weapons and, and engines. Beautiful. Great. Just cranking it out, using up all my resolve points as... Yeah, fuck this touch, this touch screen. Uh, what do you want to do, Cody? Uh, I'm going to keep evading. Cool. Uh, yeah, that does it. As I Great. keep continue my spin, I'm like homing in on this one ship. They fail all of their uh, positioning checks, so give me a positioning check. Oh, that's a 19 on the die, so that's going to do yeah, it. You're going to do it. 
Great. Roll me some attack rolls. Jenny will also like, do the same. Time time to kill this uncle. <laughs> oh, that's a 31. To hit? Sure. Okay. I'm telling Jenny to... to I'm like, shoot the other one. I've got this guy. Uh, great. Yeah. She uh, like swings her, her uh, turn around and launches at another ship that's about to like crash into you on the side. And she shreds the fucking shields on that one. So yeah, as again, as I'm shooting, you see the gun start to like glow with, with the chaos that Duran's causing with the wires and the overheated like bullets, just like 41 points of damage on this shieldless ship. Yeah, you hit the uh, engines on this thing and it explodes on the back and spirals out and smashes into one of the an- or, uh, asteroids. The other one that Jenny hit, the shield is shredded. Um, all right, great. Uh, top of the phase order again. Uh, engineering, Captain, if he wants to. I don't think I need the captain to help me. I've been rolling pretty. I say that and this is going to be bad. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, I'll look guiltily up, at, uh, at Catherine and and quit and be like, oh, I'll fix it later and just keep digging into those wires. Well, hey, look at that. This isn't the one to do it, is it? Uh, don't forget, you do have a short jack ability that lets you re-roll an engineering check. The Ooh. downside is he seems a lot more confident behind all these stations now, and it's only a 10% chance that it counts as a net one. Okay. If you want to re-roll. Uh, there's no other bonus bonus happening. Uh, I would like to re-roll. I'll take it. I'll take that re-roll. Short Jack looks over your shoulder and she's, he just says, here, hand me the console. Get in there and do your thing. Yeah, and he's he's now holding it up so you don't have to. <laughs> there we go. That's what I needed. And it just pushed me just a little bit more. I was literally one off from beating the DC and now I, I've, I hit it. So we're good as I once again divert power to all the engines, to everything. Everything important gets it. He reaches his, into his uh, into his overalls and pulls up like a little mag light and puts it in his mouth to give you a little <laughs> bit more light as well. Uh, all without being told. He just like knows what needs to be done. And he's like cool as a cucumber right now. I like that. I like the synergy we got. Uh, Merrick, do you want to? You said you were intimidating or you wanted to? I'm going to taunt them during uh, the positioning. What, what check is there most important for them to roll each round? Positioning, probably. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to taunt them. So I'm going to roll a bluff check. Okay, great. Uh, then tell me your your stunt uh, now. You keep evading. Um, I do feel terrible that we just killed everyone's brand new favorite NPC, but <laughs> I don't remember uh, his voice already. So that's great that he's dead. That's yeah. a it was so fucking 30. funny. It was, it was good. Uh, great. Yeah, 30, 30 does you evade. Uh, let's do some positioning checks. There's only two yeah, left. My, my my taunt fails. So Merrick is just trying to do the, do the computer on his own and can't even connect to the other shit. He's like, <laughs> how do I? <laughs> they don't return how do I the... Send a, yeah. Uncle Jimmy's oh, already no. dead. You can't hurt them anymore. Jimmy's dead. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> For a second, God. they open up communications uh, and you see a guy who's like, just like fully intense like flying and like just but like he's not responding right he doesn't realize he's open communications and then he's just staring at each other yeah he he closes the communications (laughs) (laughs) um what did you get on your positioning with the duo node it's 25 yeah you got it once again i haven't rolled over a fucking six for these idiots (laughs) you had a two to that right now i did yes if i hadn't added the two i don't think i would have made it so I'm assuming you're going after the one that Jenny's already shredded the shields on. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to tr- hit it in the hole and she's going to try to aim for the next the next shield. Like okay. the next ship? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a 23. Uh, to hit? Yes, absolutely. Hell yeah. Man, I love that I have to get a dice roller up for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, she uh, swings the turret as you are. You like slip into position against the next ship that she had uh, weakened the shield on. 
and uh, she just fucking cranks the turret around and begins launching another torpedo at the one who's trying to like flank down beside you. So it's like enemy ship, blood letter ship, you sinking in behind him, and then another blood letter ship sinking in behind you. And she just whips around and just fires a fucking rocket right at it makes yeah. direct contact and deals 33 points of damage. So it is not glitching, but very, very close. Uh, yeah. Cody is just like, he's trying to bisect the ship. So just like gets the Gatling gun going and like angles it down. It's just like, like right down the middle uh, for that's 46 points of damage. It's that's enough to, to do. Uh, yeah. You just zipper it right down the middle and it just for a second, it doesn't look like it's done anything. And then it just explodes in the middle and the two parts go fucking floating out. Hell yeah, man. Cody's just like, Ooh, she she's flying so good. Nice job, Catherine. And just like whips it back around towards the remaining ship. I like that we're just destroying all the work that Catherine has done while we. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're back to top of the face engineering captain if they want. All right, I am just going to slam the thing back down so I have the touch screen again. It's probably like catty cornered a little bit, but I'm just going to go back to the pip system for a hot second and just divert power to the engines. Yeah, short check is just holding the the, the screen now so that yeah. you can like, work on it. It doesn't quite work. I have to tap a little harder than I should. Uh, and yeah, I succeed. So that means, hey, you get your plus two and that's where we stop. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Uh, what is your, what do you want to do for your stunt for this round? And Merrick, um, do you want to do anything or are you waiting? What are you doing? I'm going to try to bring the line back to that same guy who we, I just had the stare down with. <laughs> and I'm going to try to roll Don't it hang up again. on me. That's a natural 20. Shit. What does that do? Do you get a bonus for a nat 20 on this skill? Nat 20. Strong words push oh, the right button. So um, now my <laughs> minus four is going to affect every phase for. Damn. <laughs> Uh, for he, two rounds you open the, the the channel and he's like oh fuck 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 and he's just like really doing his best to like fly this ship what do you say to him to taunt him i'm like i'm like hey you're doing a bad job <laughs> I, uh, I, like, I can see it who said that who said that hey uh this is the voice in your head uh <laughs> you uh you should uh probably not do what you're thinking you should do you should probably do something else uh, and then he looks down he's like Hey man, fuck you! How do you keep getting on here? <laughs> hey. uh, all right, let's do some stunts. What are you doing during every phase? They keep the minus four. I'm just gonna like click in every once in a while and say something in, like into his ear, and then just click out. <laughs> <Amazing>. out. <laughs> I don't even think I'm gonna stunt. Like I'm just going for it. I stop my evasion roll. I'm just like I'm just going for it. Okay, or do the murder roll. Uh, great. Then let's do some positioning checks. Sure. I I'm. Uh, I'm gonna roll. use a dual note on this. Oh, there okay. we go. He gets a minus four. Uh, he, he rolled an at 20, so he's good. Okay. Uh, that's a 33 for me. It's well, I mean... Four. Isn't it an at 16? Just... It's, a, it's a 28. Does that hit your positioning? Does the bonus to engines raise our starship position? Does it create speed? It goes up, it goes up by two. <laughs> you yes. missed by one. Fuck! Oh, but yes. an at 20's an at 20, right? Yeah, I no. mean, if, you, if that's how you want to roll... Yeah. Nah, okay. I'd rather just do it to our advantage. No, it's fine. Uh, okay, great. He, uh, panicking and, and nervous, being taunted by this, he, like, pulls back and manages to get into position. How I, think, are, I assume it's dogfight. Yeah, for sure. I'm just driving. Yeah, no. It's like chicken. I'm driving straight towards him. No fancy moves. Nothing. 
yeah. uh, as our Gatling cannon winds up and you see our like buster cannon start to glow. Uh, so he's going to roll. Pull up. You're, you're not going to do it in time. I don't believe in you. Your mother uh, doesn't believe in you. You just hear, ah, as the... <laughs> and he gets a minus four of this, too. Oh, right. He has to roll to attack. Right to roll to hit you. Ooh, so close to a crit. That one. Oh, yeah. no. So a minus <laughs> three. Uh, he is about to press his guns and then just freezes as Merrick's words rattle through his head. He he just like absolutely beefs it. Uncle Jerry would be disappointed in you. 39 points of Gatling gun damage just straight at the like the pilot's window. Uh, and then uh, it was 68 for Buster Cannon? Yeah, it does half yeah. damage to unshielded, though. Oh, okay. Um, that's, a, that's a bad roll, but it is enough to absolutely, as you guys fly right into each other, you manage to explode it and you just burst through the, the smoke and the fire and the flames and the wreckage, uh, completely decimating this small force of blood letters. Now, they said they were gone. Should we fuck up their base while they're away? It would be very hard to find the base. It's like hidden in the asteroids. Okay, God. But not impossible. Not impossible. If you guys do want to find... But again, it's like, it's a it's a rock. So it would be the very last, hard to... <laughs> yeah. They don't know who blew up these guys. So the last thing we need is to incite another revenge tour from these goddamn blood letters. We'll... Can they be more angry at us? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're kind of already on their revenge spree for us at this point. Like, what's the? Well, let's all let's all roll one perception check each, and if one of us nat twenties it, we'll go blow up their base. <laughs> oh, it was, it was like uh, hovering uh, on no. a nat twenty, but then it was an eight. Definitely not a natural one. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you, we do get a plus get, four to our. You guys our cannot find uh, the base. Vale leans in anyway and says, I would like to. It's been a long day. I would like to get Amara somewhere safe. All right, we'll get you back to your ship. Where are you guys going? Far, far away. Anywhere that is not Casemol. I do not believe that it is uh, particularly safe, considering there is a uh, unknown, very powerful entity looking to exact revenge. So if you were smart as well, I would say perhaps you should get out of Casemol as well. I know you will not. You know but I'm not smart. I just want to say, if you wanted to live, I highly recommend getting out of Castle Mall. But everything I know about you, uh, living exactly is not on the top of any of your lists. Um, so, good luck. Uh, I do, bef- Before you go, um, Zelfus took everything from that computer with him. And I know you're you're the best person we know on, on a computer. There's, there's so much things we need to know. I need to get that CODI file i need to know is there anything about penny in there could you just before you fly off even just take a look they smile and they turn a data pad around that they have in their hand and they show you uh that they're already working on decrypting it oh Uh, there's like a progress bar but like 30 percent done and Vale says this is top-notch encryption to the point where i do not know if i will even be able to break all of it but the second I'm through is whatever I can get, you will have it. I promise. Thank you. Sorry about your arm again. It's fine. Whatever. And they like give it a swing. <laughs> what? What's the little arm between best friends? He looks down at the data pad and says, it would be very easy to hit cancel. 
It would, but a best <laughs> friend would never. Or they wrap their arms around Amara, and as you guys approach their cloaked ship, they get towards the, the docking bay and look at you again for a second and say, but seriously, Gasimol is not safe, and I know that you feel obligated to fight whatever it is that's out there. You are a very tough bunch. I've seen you firsthand. I do not know if this is a fight that you can win. So if you are insistent about heading straight into the, the lion's den, as it were, be careful. And they uh, get onto their ship and fly away. There's a bit of silence on the persistence as everyone kind of settles in. What are the three of you? What is your first thing that you would like to do having been through all this? Where are, Where is the first place you guys are going? Oh, yeah, we have to decide what to do next. I think he means I think like he just means on the specifically ship. on the ship. Oh, on the ship. Yes. Yeah. Like you guys, like you haven't had mm-hmm. some downtime, but yesterday was a very big day. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of the, the first moment where like you can breathe a little bit. So like where would where would Merrick, Duran and Cody go for a moment to like shut the engines down as, you know, per se. Well, I know uh, Merrick is going to take his plant buddy and his head to the bar and have a little bit of whiskey and chat to his plant. Okay, Dern? Yeah, mine, mine's pretty easy because, like, even, like, Terry's feeling it, too. It's, like, it's a lot. Um, I think he just needs to be alone. I think he's just going to go to his room. After attempting to fix the, the touchpad on the uh, on the fucking bridge and be, like, kind of uh, so- sorry as going past um, Quip and probably just spending some time alone. I think he needs some, some space right now. Okay. Cody, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go find Jenny, and I'm just going to be, like, hey, um... You said if I needed to talk or, or be with someone, you, you'd be there? Um, yeah, you see uh, Jenny is uh, sort of like shutting everything down in the, in the turret as you are making your way up. You, you got any good music for, for looking at stars? Oh, darling, honey. You better believe I do. You realize that like now she's kind of customized the turret spot and there are sort of like shape makeshift speakers that she has like hot glued into the space. And she opens up a small little data pad on her wrist and like cast music on some very chill, mellow music begins filling the thing. And she sort of like scoots over. It's tight. It's the car or the, the turret is meant for like one person Mm -hmm. but she like squeezes over to the side so and like pulls you up so that you guys are like squished in cody's like upside down with his like legs over the back of the chair and his head like dangling down just like looking up through the cockpit at the like sky yeah and she tilts the turret up a little bit so that like you guys are both almost like in a v shape Mm -hmm. looking up uh different ways as we drift away from cody and jenny in the turret we catch a glimpse of zelfus in the med bay getting his bearings rearranging some equipment as he goes through the data that he took from project dahlia all while watching footage on a separate screen of the attack on the cube the ambush outside the federation of councils some of the footage salvaged from useron before its destruction as the weight of his experiments begin to sink in he sighs stares out the porthole into the dark expanse of space down the hall, Quip and Query have made some makeshift beds in the cargo bay training area. Query is laying down on her side, her back to Quip as he tinkers with a device. He glances over at her, helpless to undo the damage done. But Query rolls over, flashes him a weak smile before wrapping her arms around him and laying her head in his lap. He places the device down and pets her hair softly as her eyes flutter into sleep. A soft snapping can be heard further in the ship as a flash of blue light erupts around the corner and then disappears. Shortjack is manifesting his moat with greater and greater speed and ease with each attempt as he snaps his fingers and creates tiny controlled supernovas. 
Satisfied with his progress, he walks over to his desk and picks up a small ivory picture frame carved with intricate orchids and looks down at a picture of his parents, smiling, holding him as a baby. He presses a furred finger lightly against the glass. As footsteps approach, he looks up and smiles as Durin passes his door, too distracted to notice as you silently enter your room. You begin pulling off your traveling gear. You reach under your bed and pull out your old rifle, still wrapped in its canvas bag. As you trace the grooves and the shape of the rifle through the fabric, you can't help but to catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror. And you're forced to wonder how many people died staring at themselves in the reflection of your helmet. But for the first time in a long time, you're able to face your own reflection staring back at you. In the bar, Merrick, you've grabbed yourself a nice bottle of whiskey and your plant. Filling up your glass beside the shaving of Kaya, the motes of light swirl with delight as you begin regaling it of your latest adventure, the lights doing their best to create tableaus of the action. As you stroke the leaves and sip your whiskey, you notice a small bud on the central stalk of your plant, a soft blue glow beginning to peek through. Across the room, Cathan sits his feet up on a small crate with a cold beer in his hand, flicking through the channels absently. He stops on a show for a brief moment just long enough to know it's not something that he wants to watch, but freezes when he passes a news broadcast of the war with Sonona's Prime. He places his beard down and leans forward with a furrowed brow. As the tensions with Sonona's Prime continue to mount, the Ministry of Defense have been locked in a proverbial staring contest with the Sononan Armada, imposing strict sanctions on trade and travel with the planet. The Federation of Councils has not activated any direct military operations on the Sononan homeworld. However, smaller skirmishes have broken out across Casamal among Ministry of Defense operatives and Sononan extremists. We have received leaked civilian footage from the ground of Sononas Prime alleging that their military has captured a high-ranking Federation of Councils official. The screen cuts to a shaky image that zooms in on a small military outfit walking towards a large base. It's blurry, but as the camera focuses, two Sononan soldiers can be seen leading two women, a human and a Yosoki, instantly recognizable as Thimble and Astrid Aurelius.